Welcome to this week's edition of Tuesdays with Torah with Rabbi Mayor Bodner. Every week we'll explore some Torah values that will help us grow, understand, and be more successful in our lives and relationships. We try to hone in on subjects and ideas that are not readily known or available and explore and enlighten them through our Torah scholars of past and present to get a better understanding of what the Torah wants from us and how we can greatly enhance our lives, goals, and relationships with others and Hashem. We welcome your comments and suggestions and we'll try to incorporate them in our show. Here's Rabbi Bodner. Hope you enjoy. Shalom Aleichem. Welcome everybody to Tuesdays with Torah, where uh, where the uh, countdown is starting already. This uh, week is it's so much fun, right? We're, we're, we're having uh, slichas. I'm sure all of you were just waiting for slichas, like there's Purim, but no, no, the slichas, that, that takes the cake. That is the real time that we're waiting for, the real fun. But uh, but seriously, um, it's not uh, something which uh, it's to be scared about. It's something which we can embrace, and um, let's see what we can make heads and tails out. Okay, so we're up to actually the Peleites. The Peleites talks about, and we're gonna you know just uh, morph right into El. Uh, the Peleites talks about Geder. It's interesting. I didn't make this up. This is the you say that the next thing that we're talking about is gather is means the gate. A gate means when you want to make a gate for yourself. And he says, so he talks about his gather. There's a lot of gedarim in the Torah, by the way, but he's not talking right away. I thought he's going to be talking about all those things. What's give me an example of a gather that we have? Don't text the girl. Uh, but it's not in it's not in the Shulchan Aruch. What? Very good. Very good. What? Muksa. Excellent. Oh, right? Maka. Maka? Building a maka. Building a gate. Right. That's a real gather. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, but not with what we're talking about. What? Swimming and Shabbos. Excellent. Right? You'll build a. So that's a gather, right? There's a lot of them. But that's not what he was talking about. And that's very important. And we have to understand that that's what they're for. Right? And we can't make our own gather. And we can't be like the wisest person of all, which was Shleim Melech who was the wisest person of all. And uh, I, I heard a couple weeks ago, like, he was the wisest person at all. So he said, the Torah says together, that if you're going to have too many wives, they're going to they're gonna make you turn away. So, but I know that I'm so stark in Yiddishkeit, and I'm so close to the Rabbani Shalom, that uh, you, can't have a, you can't have a herd of wild horses that pull me away from Hashem. And you know what? He was right. But what happened was, they turned them away at the end, sort of, to somewhat, some degree. And what's the pshat? Why? So the answer I saw is that because if the Torah says this, Chachamim say the Torah says it, it becomes a fact. Regardless of how smart you, we are and how we know that, no, no, it doesn't apply to us. I, I, I don't have to t- worry about muksa because I will never drive a car. I'm not going to ever, you know, build a raft. I'm not going to ever, you know, do, do things that, that are light a fire. So I can read by the fire, right? And there's, that's another story. Of another Chacham in the Gemara that, that said, I don't, I don't think it's a problem for me. I'm going to do it. And he actually, and he got so engrossed in his safer, I'm sure he's learning, so stark, uh, that he, he fixed the fire and he did a Malacha Daraisa. So that's, that's very good. That's not what the Pelias is talking about. Is He talks about, and this week is making our own Gedarm, which is amazing. 
Of course, we don't need more stitches. 613 is more than enough. And actually, it's one of my pet peeves is when you have Rebbeim and you have Machanchim that decide that certain things are Aser. You know, um, Avram Fried is Aser. I never heard that, but let's say, let's say there would be. You know, Lipa Shmel, it was a, right? Um, they'd probably walk out of my Chasana if it, not after that chasana, right? Um, but, you know, like they make their own gedar, and what happens is, then, if you do it too much, then you turn kids away, because, or people away, because they say, look, I cannot, I can't stand by, uh, you know, I can't not ride bike, you know, as a kid, or I can't stand not having music. I need some music. Kid needs a, so you take away all mutter things, because it might be too wild, you're run a risk of turning people away because it's not it's not doable. The We're not tzaddikim. No what? String guitar are not good. Right. Correct. Well, for yourself, it depends. Yeah, we have to be on that level. So, um, however, he says that there should be your own guitar. We should know your your own uh, places of, of danger. And he says that usually we as Yiddish, Yiddish people don't have extremes. You know, you have, you have the monks on one side that uh, they are, the whole day, they're, they're, they're not eating anything, and you know, and then you have on the other side, the, the, I guess the Americans that are, are gluttonous, and they're, they're just, just all day, you know. <laughs> but you got to be in the middle. You got to eat at the right time, you know, priests or... or uh, you know, some people don't uh, don't marry, but like, look at the Arabs. They uh, they have uh, they have eighteen wives. You know, you know the joke. The guy says to he sees, sees a regular guy. He says, "How many wives?" He said, "I have one wife." He's one wife. He starts to laugh. You know, <laughs> how do you manage a one wife? Um, but the truth is, is that is we 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 have we go in the middle. That's that's what Yiddish guy is all about. Is not being extreme in either way. So, however, he says that when there's certain danger points, when we, if we don't make our own gadarim, it's going to be a danger. And he says a beautiful thing. This is Belioites. He says, he says that if we don't make our own gadar uh, for things that, if we don't um, make a gate for what is mutter to aser, we're going to eventually do what's aser to mutter. And I say even more. I say if we don't make a gate from Mutter to Aser, certain things, we're eventually we're going to have to make that gate from Mutter to Aser. And the case in hand is, is, is any addictions. Alcoholism, right? I see guys that are drinking as kids, you know, or younger guys, and I, I want to tell them, don't, don't mess yourself up. You enjoy, enjoy, you're going to mess yourself up for life. Because once you're addicted, we all know, right, that's the, uh, the method, you can't have, you can't touch a, uh, a, drop of, a drop of alcohol. Even a little wine, it sets you back. And it's a known thing, right? Um, the, uh, so, so, um, so why should you mess up your life and not enjoy something which a Torah has is for enjoyment, a good wine, um, a, uh, a nice glass of uh, beer, uh, you know, all these things are, they're very enjoyable. So, if you're going to misuse them or abuse them, then you're just going to mess yourself up. And so, so, but that's, what's, that's what happens. But for, so, the example of alcoholism or any addiction, that you have to go all the, the opposite way, right? So, that's, that's a gather that's a must. So, don't get to that point. 
do a point where um, you know I know a lot of people Friday night sometimes you could might drink a little bit too much so make it together make make it at three you know I'm drinking three no that's that's you can have well, what's too much three three shots <laughs> whatever I'm, I, that's my gather I, I don't like to have more I, I, yeah I like to drink as you get nice nice and relaxed you know three three shots you know some people have a very high tolerance you do four but that's your gather you have so that you're responsible because control, control right because you control you have you're, you're able to enjoy it and then everything like that there are certain people that have um, you know any any issues that they have, like any challenges they have, right? There's uh, people that have anger issues, right? There's a book that's written by uh, by David Lieberman, and it's called Real Power. It's supposed to be a, an, an excellent book. And over there it says that once you get angry for a person who's angry, it's it's too late. You're gone. The, his idea is is that you have to find the triggers and stay away from them. Just just. You see something that might be a trigger, you just move away. And, and that's, that's a way we can, that's a gather. But that's his uh, thing. You stay away from those things that, that cause you. So, um, that's, that's what he talks about. And it's very, very opportune time to do it now. And he writes a whole thing. He writes a whole uh, chapter, part of chapel. You, he, you write down, he says, you write down, Harene Mekabel, Alai Bli Neder, Ad Chodesh Yomer, for Lekabel, Kolak uh, suva for for ad chodesh yamim that you're gonna you're gonna do certain things and you write down he has his own nosach the Baliyites, but you can write down your own thing and and read it he says very very important to write it down this is what I'm gonna do this is what I'm gonna stay away from this is my my minig and I'm gonna read this for a month and 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 try to and and do what it says here but it's it's more important he says to write it down a very very important thing so that's that's something which is a very opportune time to uh, practice. Is now. It's no. Uh, it's it's no. No, but it's not chance that he just we're we're we're, we're right in the midst of El um, that and and we're talking about that. Okay, so we're starting Slichas this Mitzvah Shabbos, and we're gonna start Al Chaitz, um, and we're gonna start all the all the good stuff that we love and we're waiting for so so desperately. Um, so I I heard a very interesting thing is that. You know, al chet is, is really what is it? It's I mean, yeah, okay, I'm al chet I'm not going to stay. I'm not going to this. I'm not going to look at, at things. I'm not going to. Well, you know, is that a joke? No. The truth is, al chet should be a reminder, a reminder about things. Oh, you know, I got to work on that. I, I got to work on that. Maybe this this is an issue. Ah, this is good. You know, these things when you when you hit yourself a little bit. It's it's like tying a string around. It's like remember, okay, I gotta I gotta work on that. This is something I gotta do. That's not gonna. That's not enough. The alchid is not gonna do anything. It's really reminding you, okay, there's something that I have to work on. And how do you work on that? I have to sit down, figure out what where it could be, what what I'm going to do, how how what's my trigger points, how I can avoid something, how I can be. Uh, when more when when have I or even write even just to write down the times that you got angry you'll be very surprised we all be any like we think ah once in a while you write down during the day you come at the end of the day seven times I I got angry like come on you we don't even realize sometimes the things that we do by marking it down writing it down like the Pelliade says is, is something um, very very important um, another issue is is giving people 
a second chance, right? There's they have talking about a adapter shachatrin. You're familiar with that. You're familiar with a second chance. So there's a push now. I don't know now, but I've I've seen it for giving the girl or boy, girls out there, a second chance. And um, it's just it's interesting because well, I I didn't hear from I heard is like you know sometimes either it's for another date or someone that you're not interested in going on maybe give him another chance maybe you know let's let's go past my my thing and maybe this is a person you went out with give a second chance that's a big push I don't know if you've seen that around but the truth is is that if we but it's not only in in, in Shaduchim in everything if you give somebody a second chance and say you know somebody that that really annoying friend that I have or acquaintance that co-worker that um, nobody could see you staring at him. <laughs> that really annoying, you know, is is is. Let me, no, maybe there's other issues that I don't know about. Let me give them a second chance in, in friendship and in, in in relationships and 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 if we give the shidduch or the friends or the spouse or the the, the um, relatives a second chance. Hashem will give us a second chance. And, and if not, you know, Hashem looks at the books and says, wait, this guy doesn't give anybody a second chance. Boom, you're at it. You know, there's people like that. You know, you do something wrong, boom, you say, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, you're wiped that from my book. That's not very healthy because then we don't want that to happen. We want that book to be open. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's very, very important to do that. L is a time... By the way, all everyone writes this. The time where Kadosh Baruch Hu is closer to us, El is a time when doing tshuva is is much easier. It's opportunity. It's not a scary time. It's an opportune time. It's a time that um, we actually have a chance to get closer to Hashem. The Anil Dadi is not just a saying, a cute, cute, uh, you know, saying. It's actually something which. Um, all the Mepharshim say the Chavetz Chaim brings a story of a king, a marshal of a, uh, a king. It says Dershu Hashem Karif, and he says that it's a marshal of uh, somebody who had a death penalty. The only way to get out of it was to get granted from the king. He says, imagine if somebody told him that the king is coming and he's candlelessly going to be knocking on houses. So. Um, he wants to like meet people and see and ask them about the kingship and, and find out what the lives and, and he does it in secret and you find out before right that the king is slated to come to your house can you imagine the excitement that this is El the exci- Hashem is going to come candlescently and come and sit and, 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 and okay so a real king is making believe he's just a regular person he's a visitor he wants to find out about this place. Should he live here? Uh, what's it? What's the king? What's the people like? What you know? You really you know that you really you know that he's the king. So you could just like tell him, yeah, this and that, and whatever you need, you can ask. Hey, I wish I had this. It was great. You know, I wish I wouldn't have to pay so much taxes. I wish I could get um, you know you know the stimulus uh, check. I wish 
I wish I would get like 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 a thousand times. Like my check would be like a thousand times that. It would just be nice, you know. And the the king is sitting there, right? Whatever you ask, I want an opportunity. I want this. I want that. I want to be a minister. Whatever. I would love to do that. And he's sitting there listening to you. And then hopefully, you know, if it's sincere and it's real, you'll you'll get it granted. But it's a lot easier if the king comes and sits in your living room. Then if you're going to have to go to the king. And get through all the, the gates, and 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 get a try to get an audience with the king. That's the mushroom, and that's uh, it's it's amazing if you think about it. Um, so, but Rabbi Yerucham Slanter says, Charles Slanter says that really the the best thing to ask for, what we should be asking for in this time, is really ruchnius, because it says it says Karva Hashem l'chol karev, Hashem calls. For all the uh, people that are are curved, that are, co- are are close to them, everyone that calls out beemes. What is beemes? Ms is it could be he says ms is a truth. What thing that you ask for is truth. The only thing if you ask for a million dollars, it might be true a true thing. It might be not, and you're going to say. I'm going to use the money to be a better Eved Hashem. I'm going to use the money for uh, give staka, build yeshivas, and 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 you know make soup kitchens and all the good things, right? Maybe, maybe not. But if you ask Hashem, you know what? I want to be a better Jew. Help me overcome my challenges. Help me get 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 out of this lazy habit. Help me try to learn better. That's truth. That's absolute truth. So he says that is guaranteed that he's going to listen. And that's the only thing that really, even after the base of it says there was an iron barzel of uh, blocking us from our tefillahs, he says that is something which Hashem will always listen to. That's important to, to do that. But El is a time really where um, we, we have this opportunity that, that we have be able to, number one, ask the, ask the king anything we want. We're easier to overcome our challenges and another thing, they say that Chodesh El, there's by Hasidim they have this. I don't know if anybody heard this. Yeah, I know somebody heard of it. Soif Chodesh. Anyone? They don't make Chas in a Soif Chodesh, right? You heard of that? Oh. So what? Uh, Not a halacha at all. My my kids. I usually try to make Soif. I don't try. I usually get to make Soif Chodesh because those those the holes are more uh, available then. So yeah, exactly right. So um, so however. I just heard this that the Soif Chodesh is not by Chodesh El because it's such a month of, of Rachman that it's, it's, it's uh, and, and, and the Mishnah of Aaron of Aaron Kala who is not Chesidish he also says he was uh, very litish he says what we can gain in one hour of El is more than days or weeks or if not months of the rest of the year so it's, uh, it's everybody says that um, and in El the main thing is, 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 is not the tshuva part. Because that's, that's tough. That's really hard to start working. I mean, that's, that's also very good. But it's the asay toiv, it's the do good. Is to, El is really about notching it up, is it grabbing the opportunity. There was a guy in our shul. Uh, I'm not going to say if he's here, he isn't here. But I'll tell you the story. The guy is in shul. There was somebody here that didn't have a job for a long time. And... He tried, he was motivated, he was motivated, sometimes he was, sometimes he wasn't. And he didn't really have any field that he did. He dabbled in a lot of different fields, a lot of people like that, that weren't sure where they want to go. 
it was not no no college, or unless you count you know yeshiva credits as college, and he um, and and he really he really was it, it really had a very very tough time. The family had a very very tough time. Hashem, the wife had a very good job, so that helped support them. But it was obviously not good for the family, and not good for him, not good for anything, not good for Yiddishkeit, anything. And um, but the fellow Davin, he was he was true Avod Hashem. And um, one day, got a call from a certain industry. I'm not going to tell the industry either. But in this industry, had an opening for a, a very big manager, managerial position. And the woman that called him said, I remember that you were doing something. I had your number. I remember that. And, and for a short time, he was in this industry. And he was in a managerial position. But it didn't last. It didn't last for more than a few weeks at that time. And this lady met him during that time that he was in, and he, she knew that he, he must have reached out for, for a job once. He said, I know that you are you still looking? He says, yeah, I, I, I happen to be, you know, he's two years out of a job. He says, I happen to be now out of a, out of a you know, in between, you know. Um, so she says, okay, we need desperately this position. The guy left, we need you to jump in. I know you can do it. You look very uh, capable, and you did. You were in the industry, but now you're going to be managing a lot more people. And he went down for an interview, and he uh, said he got, they were desperate for the job, and they liked him, and she had, it was a good reference. She said, yeah. And he got the job managing over 100 people. And he, they said, here, okay, here, just take the, anything you need calls, but, you know, they didn't really give him much direction, and they gave him a very, very good salary, jump, jump in and take over, take over, we need you. And he calls me uh, a couple weeks later, he goes, Rabbi, I don't know what to do, I can't do this, I'm, I'm a fake, phony, and fraud. I took the job, and I told him to take the job, and he said, I don't, I, I don't know this stuff. So I said, my dear friend, I said, you do. You don't have to know it. Learn it. Google it. Whenever you turn around, you have a smartphone, right? You're not that, that religious. You know, <laughs> turn around and, and, and if they ask you, you don't know something, you know, say, excuse me one second, Google it and you'll, you'll get an answer. This is a very easy thing to do. At night when you come home, speak to call up. Speak to other people. Network. Speak to other people and find out how to do it, how to, what they want, what's a good, effective way. Don't stop working. It's, the beginning is very, very, very difficult. You don't feel like you don't know what you're doing, but wing it. You know, swing it and wing it. And he did. And Baruch Hashem, he's doing very, very well. And he went even higher. And he's, um, he, he learned management. He, at night he looked, he took, he, he was a yeshiva bach, you know what I mean? He took, um, he took a course, he took courses in, on management to, and he, he knows, and I sometimes ask him sometimes how, you know, to, to work on certain things. And, he, and he, he jumped. Why? Because he had an opportunity, scary, scary opportunity, but to jump from here to here, he grabbed it, and he did it, and he learned it, and he jumped. That's L, everybody say. L is a time where we have the opportunity. Imagine if somebody would tell you, you know, you get a call, the, the, a bunch of black cars right up to your house, and they say... Um, Shlomo, we need you. Uh, the, the president Biden finally is given in. That's it. Um, she is. She's out. You know. And we need. We need a quick fill-in president right now. Okay. You gotta get up. Get dressed. We're prepping you. You know. You're gonna say I can't do it. 
I don't know. I've never been in politics. No, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make a difference. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's exactly. You'll do. You say whatever, and you'll say whatever I do. I'll do better than that guy. I promise. I I guarantee you. All right. The the country can. You're you're in a good place. So that's L. L is a time where we have this opportunity. We have this opportunity to jump up, to notch it up, to grab that opportunity, to grab that presidency, to grab that higher rung, to be a minister, not a minister in, in, in America, United States of, uh, you know, America. It's uh, to be a minister of Hashem's minister. And it's, it's a time when we can say, okay, we're going to do it. Let's do it. We have it. We're closer to Hashem. And we'll, we'll figure it out the rest of the year. We'll Google you know how to be a good Jew. No, we'll learn. We'll open up. We'll uh, we'll try to we'll try to make it. That is that is a very very important time of the year, and it's not something to be scared of. It's something to be excited about because now Hashem's closer. He's saying, yeah, you know what? He's sitting in our dining room and saying, yeah, I could use some new uh, ministers that can really um, you know be great. Where where do I sign? I'll, I'll be there. You know, of course. And now, of course, with the minister, with the president. We do get our, our uh, you know, we get our drivers, our cars, our limousines, the nice houses, uh, vacations in Martha's Vineyard, and uh, what, what else comes with Whatever else comes with it. That's because Hashem knows that we need to, we need to be this, this uh, connected, this, uh, you know, to, to, to be busy, to do that with Hashem. We need all this stuff. So that, that comes as a side thing. And that's very, very important. Okay, I'd like to end off with a story. Um, I, I've told this story before. I heard a little twist from Rabbi Ferrari, a little bit, a little different, uh, a little added twist to this story. But it's the story of the Lavush. Anyone heard of the Lavush? Rabbi Lavush was written uh, by Rabbi uh, Yafin many years ago, and um, the, to, to go back in generations af- afterwards, there was a there was a uh, bacher in um, in the yeshiva in Krakow. And this, the Bachar, I forgot his name, was a particularly, particularly good-looking, very, very um, fine-looking, beautiful young man. Besides for his looks, he had, he was polished, he, he was, he had, he was talented, he was able to sing, he was able to, he had a good sense of humor, he had everything going for him, and he was smart, and he was diligent, and kind, he was the catch. He was the catch of the catches. And everybody wanted to be his friend. And he was very, very popular. Very nice and wonderful fellow. And really, you know, tall, six foot two, with, you know, uh, cut, and, 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 and had everything going for him. And one day, this uh, man who's exactly the opposite of he was, short, very short, bent over, wrinkled, not that old, but really, really as beautiful as this boy was. This guy was really ugly, and he um, and he uh, came to the yeshiva. He said, "Can you call this uh, Kolovsky or whatever the name was?" Uh, and he, they said, "Sure. What do you want with him?" He they called the bacher. The bacher comes uh, right to the base manager where where this fellow was waiting, and he and he sees him. He grabs him, he hugs him, he kisses him, he says, Tati! He said, Tati? Finally, after he left, one of the boys has enough guts to approach him and say, you know, or, or enough stupidity to say, like, my hi, how did that happen? That guy, 
he was like one of the ugliest guys we've ever seen, you know, bent over, really, you know, huge nose and uh, everything else you, you associate with it. And that's, to me, that's beautiful, but okay, to some people it's not so nice. Um, anyway, so he, uh, you know, they say Jews have big noses. That's for you. Okay. Um, it's on the except Sharon. Sharon didn't hear. Okay. So. Yeah. So anyway, so um, so they said, my hi. He says, I'll tell you the story. He says, I'll tell you the story of Yafin and Lavush. You have Yafin and Lavush was uh, uh, he was a heard of different ways. This time I heard as a, as a merchant. He was a diamond merchant. The real story was that he was a diamond merchant. And he used to sell ju- uh, gems to royalty. And of course, he had to look the part when you're, right? Everybody gets a car because I need it. Oh, I don't need it to look. I don't care. I do it for my clients. Clients don't care about your stupid car. Just do, do a good job and, you know, whatever. But anyway, you know, so I got to look. They have to look nice. And he dressed royally. He, had, he was very, very into his clothing. He was big, he was big time. I mean, he liked to learn. He was a bad tire, but... He, um, he felt at one point, he was in Kyle, he felt that it wasn't going so well, and he has to make a parnasa, and he went into this business, and, and he felt that he couldn't learn, it, was, uh, it wasn't going as well. So he went into this parnasa, and he became a, a merchant, and he did very well. One day, he comes to the, uh, the princess, calls him, she says, I'm making um, a new crown, tiara for a wedding, and I need some special uh, uh, gems, Please bring them for me. He sends a message. He brought them. He comes and he sees that um, she calls him into her room, which was not unusual. You know, it's expensive stuff. You don't want to be around. But at this point, she sees that <clears throat> she was not appropriately um, attired. And he was a little bit uncomfortable. And then she called him in the room and she closed the door. And she said, you're not going anywhere. And she propositioned to him to get married for the kids out there. Um, she wanted to marry him. So anyway, so he said, no, I can't marry you. I'm, I'm from you. No, you're not going anywhere. And um, he didn't know what to do. And it was a locked room. She was royalty. So you don't want to mess around. This, those days, it was off with the head. It was very, very easy. It was like a fun thing. It was like, but um, he didn't know what to do. So he said, okay, let me just use the... There's no, no way out. It was, a, it was in these castles, you know, with these clink, you know, movies. You, and, and the bolt goes in, and you hear the bolt from the other side. And uh, there was nothing else to do. He said, okay, no problem, I'll do it. Let me just use the, the, the restroom. The corner was a little restroom. He goes in, and basically what it was is, was a hole with a pipe going out right into the cesspool. He did what he had, the mysterious nefesh, jumped into the, into the cesspool and he landed outside the palace. He landed in a huge pit of Fuifa. And he comes out and he was stunk so terribly. And he was, but he did a mysterious nefesh, he was happy. He came home, he showered for you know, many days and, and, and nights. He, he, had, he had 10, he counted, he had 10 clothes. Ten different, very expensive, different clothing. You know, pants, a cloak, a belt, a bunch of... He had ten clothing. And what happened was, he decided he's out. He doesn't want this anymore. He can't do this anymore. He's out. He liquidated his business. And he said, I'm, I'm going to sit and learn. 
And he, at that point, he started being able to write Svarim. His mind opened up for him. And he wrote, able to write 10 Svarim connected And he called them all the Lavush. Lavush on this, Lavush on that. Lavush uh, um, Tfilas, Lavush whatever it was. I don't know offhand. But he, was, he had the Siat Deshmaya. And everything came crystal clear to him. And he had tremendous Siat Deshmaya. And he became a tremendous Gullah. One of the things, and that story I've said before, but one of the things I didn't say before is one of the bakashas he had, he said, Our buddy Shalalam, I'm begging you, my offsprings, I know I was very, very endowed, very beautiful endowed, that's why the princess wanted him. Very, very, very good looking, very fine. He says, Please, do me a favor, don't let my, any of my, off, my offsprings be good looking. Please make them ugly. So they shouldn't have the sign that I had. Because it was very, very hard, and if they don't, don't, don't listen to this sign. So, ten generations later, he said, for ten gen- he knew that offsprings means ten generations. So, uh, the, this boy, this boy was saying, my father, who you just saw, he was telling the boys in the yeshiva, my father is the tenth genera- generation of the Lavush, of Rabbi Yafin. He's number ten. He says, I'm eleven. I'm not any more part of those that, that generation, the ten generations. And I'm I'm Baruch Hashem. Hashem gave either Baruch Hashem or not Baruch Hashem, but Baruch Hashem. But I'm so secure because I had all my ancestors and my father and my grandfather and I knew my great grandfather and they all had this built in. They were so happy. The 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 legacy of the Lavush was brought down child to child that they wore their ugliness as a badge of honor this was their, their badge of honor to say this is what we, we have Baruch Hashem we have it because of the tzitkis of our, great, our grandfather and we're happy about it that we, we don't have as much of the seriousness and uh, they, were, they were happy about it so it wasn't a, a bad thing it was, it was a good thing and they were, it was, that was their beauty that they were able to have it so at least Baruch Hashem, I, I don't have that, I have beauty, but at least I have that teaching of those ten generations that I'm able to withstand any taivas. I'm staying in the, in the Kaisi Beis Medrash, I'm staying away from the taiva, I'm not going in that direction. And if I have to do something, I don't know, it'll be a, uh, you know, a karma, no, karma can't, something that doesn't, uh, you know, have to deal with women. And this way, I, I'm able to stay away from that because I have this before us. So now, let's chaperain all of us in El and our in our um, quest for for greatness. We should all try to come closer, even us, you know, that we're so good looking and so beautiful. But uh, we we should stay away from the things that are that are, are difficult, our triggers, and we're going to grow and grow to make sure that we have. An amazing new year. I want to thank, of course, our uh, sponsor for tonight's shear, Carlos Wiggle, for uh, sponsoring the shear for a full shlema for Toiva, um, uh, Shmira, but uh, Yocheved, she have a full shlema, and um, all the chaylem, she all have a full shlema, and we should uh, have a wonderful, amazing year. Amen. Amen. See you.